Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by the two coolest dudes in Metroid, Dakota Lasky and Duminal Crossing. Dak, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. As one of the coolest guys in Metroid, it feels great. So, you know, I'm feeling nice and relaxed. As we were talking about before the show, I just got back from uh, casting some Rocket League in Brooklyn, which was a lot of fun. Uh, my voice might be a little shot today. I'm gonna do my best to make sure it doesn't come through. But I, I mean, we were we were yelling over some sick plays. We got to cast some awesome, awesome Rocket League players who were, I mean, surprisingly skilled. There were some some of the best plays I think I've ever seen. Like I'm not even trying to gas them up too much, but like legitimately some really, really sick. I mean, why not gas them up? They were they were awesome. They were great. I loved it. I love casting Rocket League. Love watching it. Love playing it. And it was uh it was cool to cast it in person for the first time so um yeah that was a lot of fun i literally just walked in the door like i don't know a half hour ago and uh sitting down ready to talk some metroid so uh, yeah i'm doing good how about you uh i'm doing pretty good i i was selling doom before you popped in the call i went to a wedding last night so i was i was a little bit worse for wear for for most of the day but i, I feel like i've recovered bounced back played mm-hmm. some mario picked across and recharged the batteries uh doom how are your about batteries feeling you're back in school you're you're doing your thing full time we're uh, we're happy that you could be here with us tonight yeah absolutely like it's it's kind of i'd say overall it's positive like obviously yeah like i'm more busy you know and so i'm a little more exhausted just because you know i'm working every week you know i'm going to school full time but at the same time you know it feels nice just to have like this sense of purpose again because like for the you know for the yeah. past year and a half like i've been all online I've been unemployed, you know, because, you know, all my jobs are on campus. So, you know, it's hard to work on campus when the campus is shut down. But, yeah, we're all back. Um, the school has a really good uh, vaccination and masking policy. So our COVID cases are pretty low. And it's a just really has a it's really nice to live my life again. And uh, but, of course, I'm not going to be living my life in just over two weeks uh, once this yeah, episode is released. <laughs> Oof. Because obviously we're recording this on a Sunday right now, but for all the people listening right now, uh, you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday, and that's going to be just over two weeks before the release of Metroid Dread, and my god, that's yeah, a weird, that is a weird life. sentence to say out loud. Like I, like, I know in my head it's real, but it doesn't feel real. It's not going to feel real until I'm, like, at the title screen, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh... It's surreal to think that we're so close and that the, it, there's not that much more of a wait to go. Like, there's by the time that uh, that we're done with this, um, there's going to be one more episode until until Dread, and then we're going to be talking about Dread Sheesh. on the podcast. And wow, wow, well, I, when you put it, it like that, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm so excited to actually. I mean, it's crazy that we've come from does Metroid dread even exist at all to it exists and I'm going to have it in my hands in like two weeks. I, yeah. It's actually I think there's going to, I think there's gonna be two episodes, not one episode. I think it's, I think it's two episodes. Did I, did I lie to everybody? I, I might've lied to everybody. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing some math in my head right now. I think it's two episodes. How did so. you lie on the internet? <laughs> like thanks for calling. Thanks for calling me out on our own show. Doom. Th- who, thank ima- you for that. Imagine lying on the internet. Who would do such a thing? I know, right? Now, to be fair, I had, I thought that for sure there was going to be a September Nintendo Direct. Um, so I kind of penciled that show into our schedule, but it doesn't really look like it's going to happen. So I kind of eliminated that. And then I've only uh, been left with the the show, like our last hopes for Dread, which we'll get to uh, next week or in two weeks, maybe. But yeah, that's uh, 
doesn't look like we're going to get that September direct. I mean, that's okay. We we know kind of what we're playing throughout the rest of the year, so that's that's fine. Yeah, I don't um, mind actually, at all. I have something that I want to plug here really quick, gents, and that is um, my my co-host on the Zelda podcast, the Champions Cast, Allison Aletha. She has never played any Metroid game ever, and so her and I made a wager on E3 this year. We we did the whole like prediction thing, and who do you think is going to get more stuff right? And uh, I I just laid the smackdown and won that bet. I and I, I it was a blowout. No, I'm just patting myself on the shoulder here. The conditions were when I won, not if I won, but when I won, she is going to have to stream Super Metroid for the first time. So I am going to be doing some commentary. We haven't set an exact day yet, but if any of you Omega fans out there want to come and check that out, we're going to be doing that on the Champions Cast uh, Twitch channel, and it's going to be a good time. You're going to watch someone who has never played Super Metroid, which arguably could be the most difficult 2D Metroid in terms of directions and not knowing where to go. Um, so we're going to watch, we're going to get to see her play Metroid, and uh, I'll be there to guide slash laugh slash commentate so that's gonna be a lot of fun we'll have an exact day i'm sure in the next uh week or so but yeah that should be a good time so if anyone wants to watch a metro newbie come and and take on everything on the planet zebus uh you come and hang out with us yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Like one of my favorite things uh, that I've been doing in like the past month or two is just watching all these new fans who got hyped from Dread, like streaming their first ever Metroid games and then seeing the excitement on their faces when, you know, they discover something cool or, or when they beat the game even. And uh, yeah. yeah, I've been been watching that with a, a few YouTubers I follow and even some new ones that I found. And yeah, I, uh, I can't wait to see your friend do that and add that to the list as well. Yeah, could be a good time. Um, all right, well, gents, this show is going to be a good time. We uh, we are going to take a trip to the past and maybe a trip to the future as well. We are going to be talking all about multiplayer in the Metroid series here. We're, we're titling this as kind of a retrospective of what has been done and what we think could be done in the future. And I know that Dak and Doom have kind of come prepared with some ideas here. I'm going to kind of just like sit back and give my two cents on what has been done why I am not like super into Metroid multiplayer, but why I could be as well. I'm not against it, but I'm also not super for it. So I guess the appropriate place to start is the the first Metroid game that uh, really ever had multiplayer. And that is, I, you know what, maybe I should fact check myself and you guys can correct me. What came out first, Metroid Prime 2 or Metroid Prime Hunter's first hunt? Oh, it's, uh, two. It came out, I think, like, yeah, two came out, like, I think a week or two before first time. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I was going to say that that was our first ever Metroid multiplayer experience. So I think we all remember the Metroid multiplayer mode in, in Prime 2 Echoes. Uh, half-baked maybe is an appropriate, maybe not half-baked, maybe that's being too harsh, but very, I think bland or maybe vanilla could be an appropriate way to describe it. Not really a lot to do. Not really a lot of different modes or playable characters or anything like that. Um, I I kind of remember it as you play it once and that was all you ever needed and I shut it off and I don't think I ever turned it on again. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you guys were literally talking about this last week um, going over the Kiwi Talks interview, but I mean, yeah, it, it is literally attacked on multiplayer. And I think, you know, for what it is, I, I think it's fine. It's not... It's not amazing, but you know, it's not it's not terrible. It's one of those things that you can bust out once in a you know once every few years or so when you have friends over and play a couple rounds and then you've had enough. 
And you right. know, for what it is, I think it. I think it's fine. And especially considering like that, that multiplayer was only worked on for. I think it was six months that um, Wiccan said. So yeah. Yeah. I, you by, know, by the way, sorry uh, to cut you off, uh, but I just want to give a quick shout out both to Kiwi Talks, who is uh, super cool and joined our Discord, and we've been chatting with him. Couldn't have been a cooler guy. But also Mike Wiccan listened to our our episode last week, Dak. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. See him comment on the show itself, like. Hats off to so him. Cool. Very awesome. Very um, a lot of respect, and we appreciate that a lot. And of course, we appreciate all your work on the Metroid series and and being a cool dude. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, very very cool to uh, to have one of the goats just uh, acknowledge the Omega Metroid podcast. Somebody was saying uh, that we should start promoting ourselves as the biggest Metroid Weekly podcast in the world. Because we are the only weekly Metroid podcast in the world, and maybe we should start doing that. By God, that, like that's what I that's what I intro. said. That's what I said. I that's what I've been doing. It's every time I I talk <laughs> about the podcast on somewhere where I haven't talked about it before, I'm just like, hey, you know, just saying, we are the number one podcast in the world, with a little asterisk at the end. But you know, yeah, uh, I, I yeah, guess so. I, I try to. I guess I just try to sell it on for what it is. Um, and, and speaking of which, going back to the. Echoes multiplayer, I guess for like what it is, I thought it was okay. Like it's something, yeah, that Andy, like you said, it's something you kind of play a few times and you don't really go back to. But I think that was kind of the nature of multiplayer arena FPS games at the time, where back then you, around that time, a lot of those games were at least on consoles, finally getting online multiplayer. So you had the option to go play, you know, Halo Two online. You had the option to go play Call of Duty online. There's no reason to play. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes on the GameCube with no online multiplayer. And that's a lot. I think that was a lot of reason why it didn't really have much of an effect on people because it's harder to get, you know, people together to play a session of Echoes than it is to get people to get together for Halo or Call of Duty or Gears. And then you have the added component of online, which, you know, Prime didn't get until Hunters. So I think if it was fleshed out a little more in that capacity, if it had some kind of way to play it online, I think it would have been okay. It's still it's it's something to give it a little more replay value, but it doesn't feel very different from playing the actual campaign. You know, like it's pretty much just kind of plopping you onto a multiplayer map. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel really crafted for a multiplayer experience. It kind of just has the single player components in a multiplayer environment. So I think if it maybe obviously that wasn't the focus of the game, but I do think it had the like the foundation. To be something really cool, and at the very least, if there was online multiplayer, I absolutely would have played it probably just as much as I played Hunters. I would say I would say that even with the online component, I don't. I, I'm sure that would have made like a big difference, but I still think it would have been, in hindsight, regarded relatively the same way we regarded as today. Oh yeah, just definitely. because. Yeah, yeah, just because. I mean, you're like like we said, it was something that was built built for a you know a completely different build of the game. And then just kind of input it in at the last second with a little bit of polish. Whereas, I mean, you take even Halo 1, which, you know, this was before Xbox Live. You know, Halo 1 was absolutely huge and uh, and still is to a degree in, you know, the couch um, in the couch multiplayer. You know, you you know you have the co-op, obviously, but even, you know, you're a standard slayer and your capture the flag and stuff like that. Like that stuff was like huge for like um, console FPS games in general. And, you know, Prime 2, while it's fun, I mean, it doesn't even come close to, like, you know, what Halo did. Because since that multiplayer was built from the ground up, like, since they were, um, not since they well, were working well, on Well, yeah, campaign, I mean, no one's but, saying yeah. this is going to be anything close to Halo. I'm just saying that it would have, no, people would have gone back to it more if there was a reason to go back to it. And one of those reasons would have been having online stuff. 
And, and yeah. the same, you know, it's not like Nintendo was pushing the multiplayer aspect of Metroid Prime, whereas Halo was not only the main game for the whole console, but multiplayer was also a major component of it. So it's really not like it's apples and oranges. I'm just saying that like with Hunters, even with all the faults Hunters had too, a lot of the big reason people stuck with it and kept going back to it was the fact that they could play it online. So that that was that's still a component I think was kind of missing. And had it had that, I do think it would have it, it wouldn't have changed the quality overall. But I do think we would have looked back on it at least differently because it would have had a little more staying power because people would have been playing it longer. Well, I guess yeah, the, I, I think that that's fair, and I, it likely would have ha- helped like the longevity because you know we all know how it, long it was between first hunt and and hunters actually coming out. Let's say Echoes yeah. did have online multiplayer. That would have even that basic kind of Echoes multiplayer would have been a nice holdover. Um, online multiplayer-wise until we got the full Hunter's experience. Well, well, what I'm just saying is that, I mean, the multiplayer in Echoes was more of an afterthought than it was yes. in, like, yeah, Halo. And then, and especially Hunter's, because, no again, I mean, that. even... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that the thing with the, the multiplayer Metroid Prime 2 is that your initial impression when you play it is, like, this feels really tacked on. And it's evident that, you know, going into our discussion last uh, last week, it feels tacked on because it was tacked on. Like, it, it, it literally was just a prototype that Retro had been working on after Metroid Prime 1 had come out. Whereas, like, I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of the Hunters multiplayer either, but you can tell that this is, like, specifically designed for... Like with multiplayer in mind. Whereas with yeah. Prime, it's just, like, it, it feels more like... It, it always felt to me like... Nintendo felt like first-person shooters should have multiplayer. Even though the Metroid Prime, like the first game, for sure, didn't really fit that mold. It was really about exploration, but to to Nintendo, it's like, well, every other first-person shooter has multiplayer, so Metroid Prime should as well. And I think that that's why you kind of get that feeling, because, yeah. you know, it, it was tacked on. It felt like it was tacked on because it was tacked on. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously other multiplayer games halo time splitters uh man even perfect dark on the n64 like those had like really really awesome multiplayer modes that you could you could even play by yourself if you wanted with bots or whatever and uh you know metro prime 2 obviously doesn't hold up to those but it, it was probably never supposed to so i i think that that can explain that one away but it, i mean you're probably right Dak. it would have had a little bit more legs at least if there was an option to play online at the gamecube but like I, I think that back in the day, I remember um, Fantasy Star Online was yeah. like one of the only GameCube games that was like playable online. Yeah, that was that was the thing. It was kind of like a, a myth almost. And even like kind of land play was not very common for the GameCube. I remember like Metro or Mario Kart Double Dash had that as one of the options. And I think I did it like once or twice, like at like a friend's birthday party. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wish it kind of had that because it would have been a nice holdover going into hunters though if i remember correctly did the multiplayer have lock on like single player did as i I yes i was that that's the one thing i always remember from the multiplayer that i was like if you just get rid of the lock on uh, it would have made it way harder but it would have been not like a, a kind of a game of who sees who first and just like oh i got the lock on you're dead um which was a a pretty big part of that (laughs) right well let's uh Let's continue our, our journey here and let's go on to um, Metroid Prime Hunters. This is like a cult favorite in, in the Metroid community. You have people that absolutely love it and then... Not, I don't think anyone really hates it. But, oh, well, uh, you're going like, a little ahead here, my guy. You missed one. 
Well, do you want to talk about first hunt? Hey, you got to talk about pinball. That had multiplayer. Yeah, here we go. I was there waiting go. for it. Pinball, <laughs> baby. Okay. You, there's download, play, update, players. Well, yeah, hold on, hold on. it's the only way am you I, can. Am I that bad with my dates today? Didn't hunters come out before pinball? Nope, it did not. Pinball came well, out. So, so actually, so first hunt came out before pinball. Not, we, uh, can, hunters... we, like, can we can we stop talking about first hunt? It's a demo. <laughs> it's not a game. Okay, every time we talk about hunters, like, well, actually, first hunt. No, first hunt is a demo that got packaged with the original DS. It's not a full game. Let's stop talking about it. Pinball came out before hunters in two thousand five. Hunters 2006. Do you remember in First Hunt it had that one little pixel at the bottom and like the menu screen where like you could push it and you'd get the secret yeah. video? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, really, after, I remember yeah, really after you beat the side. after you beat like the uh, little single player section. Yep. Yeah, that that was so good. Very cool. All right, let's talk about pinball. pinball. By God, I I actually I can't really comment too much because I, I I've never played multiplayer in Metro Prime Pinball. I picked up, to be honest, I picked up pinball for the first time in my life about a year ago. And we still have it on our list of uh, of topics to cover for this show. Awesome game, like as far as like a pinball game goes, like for what it is, it's an awesome game. Mm-hmm. But I never did get a chance to play multiplayer, so maybe you guys can take it away. So it's pretty simple, actually. So the multiplayer map is actually Magmore Caverns, which is which is exclusive to the multiplayer mode. It's not accessible in the um, in the single player sections. So it's the only so yeah the only way to access Magmore Caverns is through uh, download play. And I was lucky enough. When I was a kid, I was able, you know, to have friends to play it with, so I got to experience it. And I mean, yeah, it's another fun pinball table, and you're competing against another player for a high score. Um, you're you're competing on two separate tables, so it's not like so it's not like um, the morph balls yeah, are like interacting with each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not anything like that. But um, but yeah, you're basically you're on two separate tables. You're competing for a high score, and it's on a Magmore Caverns themed map. And um, and the menu. I think I think the main theme it just plays like the um, the Echoes um, Hunters multiplayer theme, the the uh, the new arrangement of Green Brinstar from Super. But the menu theme when you're in the menu is actually a new arrangement of Magmore Caverns. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, otherwise not really much to say about it. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Dak. I was just gonna say I think you know, just fundamentally, while I I like the kind of Hunter style multiplayer, like Hunter's Echo style multiplayer, I think we'll get in Prime Four and, and in future games. I think this kind of style multiplayer, not pinball specifically, but people playing in their own game and trying to achieve a high score or a best time or something is another kind of multiplayer that would really excel for Metroid or like Metroid would really excel at. I think like, you know, if you had kind of maybe a time attack mode or a speed run mode and everybody's kind of racing on the same portion of the game or something and so you could complete it first or get the highest score, something simple like that would be a really cool way to integrate Metroid or multiplayer into Metroid without doing like the expected FPS like multiplayer kind of suite. That'd be an intro. That's just something I I think other single player focused Metroid games could take advantage of is incorporating modes like that where you have players competing in their own space, but they're competing against each other in terms of time or points. Easy too. Easy. Yeah, Axiom Verge does that already with yeah. their their speedruns. There's like leaderboards there. So yeah, exactly. The easy ability to implement that would be very cool. All right, so I just looked at that. I, I never knew that, that that map was exclusive to multiplayer. So that's actually like, I on one hand, I feel like that's pretty awesome because it's like such an incentive to go and, um, you know, play this with a buddy. But also, I feel like maybe they this should have just been included in the base game because I think there's only like six tables or something in the actual game. Maybe not even, but... Um, and then you could have the ability to play every game kind of like that, uh, competing with different times. I think that might have given it a bit more legs because then you could have the different scores for every single 
like stage or table yep. rather than just the Megmore Caverns. I agree. That's a missed opportunity. I actually think that like of of if there's ever going to be a Metroid mobile game, man, Metroid Prime Yeah, would be dude, such that's a good actually a good point. That, hey? I never thought about that. Yeah. Like just yeah, I mean, it would be easy. Too. You could have all the, you could have the kind of the same general idea there with all the crazy tables. You could have all your leaderboards, online play. It seems like, I, I don't know. It seems like a, a good game to me. Like something you, you could just quickly pull out and play on your phone if you're <laughs> in the bathroom or something. Like I, I've always thought that that would be a really good mobile game. Yeah. It would actually work really well for like the uh, the vertical orientation of the phone too. Plus, you could even do like the yeah. little uh, screen flick thing that you could do on the DS with the uh, bottom screen. That could shake the table. Though it is yeah, interesting cool. how they had like Pokemon Pinball and they never, they've never done that for Pokemon Pinball on mobile either, you know? Because I remember playing a lot of Pokemon Pinball in, back in the day and I feel like that would be perfect for mobile games too. That is weird. I agree. Um, all right. Well, since I botched the timing of Metroid Prime Pinball and Metroid Prime Hunters, um, I, I feel like we, we got to move on to Hunters now because this is really what everybody talks about when they talk about multiplayer in Metroid, at least at least from my perspective. So as I was saying earlier, I feel like you have your fans of this game that are like diehard believer fans in Metroid Prime Hunters and, and maybe otherwise there's kind of a, a level of indifference. And I, and I think that that's fair because if you're a Metroid fan that plays Metroid Prime Hunters for the single player campaign... Um, it's kind of like a, a middle of the road experience. It's not, it's not top notch. It it's not awful either. I think your mileage may vary depending on how you feel about the DS controls. But kind of like Dak was growing up, if you were into this game for the multiplayer, I think like Metroid fans hold this game in high high regard because it was really the first of its kind. Yeah, I love this game, man. I grew up playing this. This is probably the maybe other than Fusion though. This is definitely. In competition, if not my most played Metroid game. I mean, I was in, like, clans for this, on game battles for it. I love this. I, I love multiplayer games that really, like, give more meaning, at least to me, to, like, all the worlds I'm fighting in and all the different characters involved. I loved how it expanded the series and, like, incorporated, like, a character, like, hero shooter kind of element rather than just, like, a standard arena shooter, which is a little ahead of its time because now that's a very popular thing these days, having the character like hero shooter whether it's a tactical or arena shooter or even like a bigger kind of fps like the character hero style shooter is really popular these days and hunters was doing it way back then i don't think we'll ever get a separate hunters game because it was very obvious that they they made hunters because the ds had online and the gamecube didn't now everything's consolidated to the switch which has online so i think they're just going to make it part of metroid prime 4 which would make the most sense but I, I really think Hunters was ahead of its time. It was it was better than the system allowed. You know, like if it was on a better system or console, it would have been an even better experience. I have some of the most fond memories of Metroid Prime Hunters. And yeah, I absolutely love Hunters. And I love that style. I think Metroid really does work in, you know, an arena FPS shooter. I think, you know, Hunters proved that. And I think it'll come back for Prime 4. Yeah, I don't want to say that I love Hunters, but I, def I definitely like Hunters a lot because, I mean, like Dax said, you know, it really, you know, it was doing a lot of things that, you know, hadn't been done before, you know, specifically those hero shooter mechanics, especially. And even and even today, like typically you don't see arena style shooters merging with those hero mechanics, which I think is just kind of this unique aspect of what Hunters was designed on because this was back, 
you know, when we thought of arena shooters, when we were thinking of Halo, Unreal Tournament, Quake, and stuff like that. And so you see it, tons of those design, design elements. Heck, even the, the jump pads are like straight out of Quake themselves. But like, you know, you, you put all that together, but then you also have these hero mechanics, which I feel, I want to say Team Fortress 2 was like the first game that's coming to mind, the first mainstream game that comes to mind that did yep. that. But yeah. Hunters was before that even. That was, you know, that was before the orange box and all that. Yeah, and it was. so it's pretty yeah yeah so it's pretty cool and it was doing that on the ds and and that's both and that's both why i'm impressed and also why i only like the game and not love the game i think because while i think it's really cool that they managed to get all of this on a ds at the same time it's this overall vision is clearly being held back by the hardware and absolutely yeah yeah and it's something and in, while i agree i don't think they're gonna do a hunters too it it's a concept i would love to see revisited again on the switch because i think you know, there's so much more potential in this area, not just in the multiplayer, the single player too, but obviously that's not what we're going to talk about I, today. I, I agree though. I mean, like the single player portion of Hunters wasn't perfect, but I liked the kind of like, oh, you could run into a hunter at any time and kind of get into this fight thing. It's kind of like in Bioshock 2, they had a similar yeah. mechanic. Um, and yeah, like it wasn't like Hunters was the first to do like a hero shooter. Like obviously there was like Team Fortress Classic and there are other games, but Team Fortress isn't like a true like solid arena shooter like mix and, and also of course nintendo wasn't known for that kind of stuff too i just loved having that kind of outlet of like i was a big halo fan and now i had kind of like my own little similar-ish kind of game on my ds and, and and nowadays as an adult i know that almost every nintendo game is now held back by the hardware but certainly <laughs> back then that game was absolutely held back by the hardware i just kind of enjoyed it for what it was and, and made the most of it and i guess my my big hands kind of helped but um, I, I never felt like it was, it was certainly held back, but it never felt like it dissuaded me from playing the game. If that makes sense. Like I always wanted yeah. more and I always loved playing the game. I just always acknowledged that it wasn't perfect, but it was like, I, I didn't own an Xbox at the time. I didn't have any other options unless I wanted to go to my friend's house. When I was at home, I had hunters. Yeah, that was, I'd say that was the same as me. Cause I definitely, I probably didn't put as much into the multiplayer as you did, but I definitely put a lot of time into that. That and I think Mario Kart DS were like my most played Wi-Fi games. Yeah, it just it just makes sense I think doing hunter style stuff with Metroid. You have so many cool weapons and upgrades you get in the single player campaign that like makes sense in multiplayer. I think it like Hunters did it introduces the opportunity to uh, debut new characters or give us an opportunity to learn more about them and like more places. I think it'd be really cool like Hunters was kind of, you know, very separate from the rest of, you know, the Prime series, but like if Metroid Prime 4 has like multiplayer, I'd expect it maybe to take you know, maps from the single player campaign, which I think would be really cool. Cause like if let's say Metroid prime did that, like I'm thinking of like, what, like a Magmar caverns map would be, or, you know, like, uh, you know, Fendrana drifts, like all that kind of stuff. Like that'd be cool. But I think hunters is really one of the places where Metroid is, has excelled because it brought a lot of people, not a lot of people, but it's the game that I know most, like, I guess outside of like Twitter or like just the gaming sphere, but like, regular people that's the game i think people have played the most from my experience like when i think of a metroid game a lot of people that i know who aren't big gamers and not big metroid fans they at least did play hunters on the ds so i don't know i, I think it did kind of open up metroid to some new people and, and kind of brought a new experience especially for people who might not have been enticed by previous metroid games you know it's I actually i think that's fair i i think that uh I don't want to say it's polarizing because, I, like I said, like I, I think that if you were a classic, like I would say that I was a classic Metroid fan, right? Like I, I loved Prime, I loved Super, I, lo I loved all that stuff, and like to me, when I played Hunters, 
it just it wasn't the game for me because it wasn't it, it was like a very clear arena shooter fps which wasn't really what i was looking for but i i do to your point i think that hunters is like the metroid game that has like the biggest like niche following you know what i mean like like spire fan in our discord this guy is literally always talking yes. about hunters which is awesome so like the fans that are fans about hunter fans of hunters and i wouldn't say that there's like I don't know a ton of people in the Metroid community that, that love Hunters, but the ones that do, man, they love Metroid Prime Hunters. So, Dak and I had an episode forever ago. We were talking, I shouldn't say we were talking, we were screaming at each other about if this concept should ever come back. You know, I, I, I still, I'm not, like, super high on the concept. However, if, like, if multiplayer is to be included in Metroid Prime 4... Uh, yeah, I would expect that it looks a lot like what Metro Prime Hunters looked like, just with the added addition of online play, uh, more different characters. Like, I, I know that rabid fan base that loves Hunters, I'm sure, would just lose their minds to see a game where you could control Silex or you could control Weevil, or, like, any of those guys coming back. I do think that that would be very cool. And I, and I do, like, that wouldn't be for me, but I hope that, like, the people that, that really want that, I hope that they do get that, because... I, I don't think that we'll ever see, like, a direct Metroid Prime Hunters 2. Um, I don't... I mean, the game sold well enough, but I'm not sure... I don't know. I, I just get the feeling that we'll never see it, um, which is too bad. And and to me, like, it's also too bad, like you guys touched about on as well, is, like, this game was very clearly not only held back by the limitations of the DS, but just, like, I feel like every game that Nintendo made for the DS... They felt like they had to implement the stylus because that is just that was the gimmick of the DS. So like, doesn't matter if it was detrimental to the gameplay of the game. We have to make it work with the stylus. Like, I think you could actually. This is probably a separate podcast, a separate conversation. But like, to me, I think the DS is like maybe the worst console Nintendo ever put out in terms of like their like first party games. Like, I I think that like the Mario games on it were bad. The Zelda games. Bro, on the it were Wii bad. U exists. You know what? I, I think that you could. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I will not do any Wii U, Wii U slander no in here. Way. I will not. You can't I will tell not. me that the Wii U had a better first party library than the I, Nintendo I DS. You I cannot I tell can. me. I didn't you say that. I just said I. I never no, said that it was worse than the collection right now. So I'm I'm looking at Xenoblade X. I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild still kind of counts. Breath of the Wild does not count. Not does not count. Tropical Freeze. Oh my god! I I think I'm gonna stick by in terms of first party. You just Nintendo named like games. two games. Wow! No, I didn't name. You two named games. like two games, dude. You just named like three just or four okay. games. All right, Mario Pikmin three, Mario uh, Mario Maker, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart eight, Xenoblade X. Bro, so should, I, the, should I keep going? The DS literally Super had Spad, even Super Splatoon, Nintendo Land. Bro, yeah. The D- so in, in terms of first party games, I'm going to make that argument. You can let me know if you disagree with me over in the Omega Metro Discord. Bruh. Come join us and hang out. But that, let's not get sidetracked. I to me, I just I feel like that was a detriment to uh, to hunters. That's fair. So I think which, so which I think, already had a handicap by virtue of being on the DS. So I don't. So I don't think. I, so I vehemently disagree with your take on the DS first party lineup. But that's that's for a separate day. I th- I think more of the problem is just the hardware itself because again. There's um there's no analog sticks and you only have that one D pad so the D pad's already yeah. 
awkward. I'm awkward enough just to control the staf- the strafing. But, you know, for looking around, all you either have either the stylus or the alternate face buttons, which just feels even worse somehow. So I think <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I feel like the stylus is the best option to go. And for me personally, I didn't mind it, but I, I can understand why for a lot of people, you know, that's it's a really awkward con- control scheme oh, to like wrap your hand it. around. And so yeah. I hate it. I, I hate playing both Zelda games on the DS because you can't just move the stylus to move Link. You got to or move the, the joy. What's the word I'm looking for? The joystick to move Link. You got to move the stylus, and you got to like roll it to make him roll. It's it's awful. Dude, the DS had Pokemon Platinum, Black Two and White Two, Black and White, Mario Kart DS, New the Super best Mario, Mario Brothers, Nintendo Dog. Yes, agreed. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo Dogs. Nintendo Dogs. Yes. Goat game. I, lo- I love that Goat you're using Nintendo Dogs. It's up yes. there, dude. It's the best. It's like the second best selling <laughs> DS game. Apparently, I'm not mocking you. I think that's that's like we, the Wii U legit. wishes had it wishes it had Nintendo Dogs, bro. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Wii U had Nintendo Dogs and Super Smash Bros for Wii U, so that's kind of a wait. Thing. Did the Wii U really have Nintendo Dogs? Well, they they showed up as an assist trophy. They don't know. They don't. I thought no. Come on, man. What is this first time? Ha- <laughs> no. Um, so here's the thing: the Wii U, the Wii U can play more Metroid games than any other Nintendo console. So I don't know. I well, think that objectively makes it the best console, if you ask no, me. No, because no. we're talking, we're talking just first-party games. I, I think I would stack the Wii U. Bro, I could games emulate up my DS, DS and get way more games on it if I really wanted to. All right, let us know in Discord if you are Team DS or Team Wii U. Why not yeah. both? <laughs> Expose yourself and say that you're on Team Wii U. Go ahead, please do so. <laughs> Out yourself. Yeah, and uh, when you're listing your favorite games for the Nintendo DS, don't forget to list Nintendo Dogs. Uh, if you are in the Discord right. server, by the way, I want to give a shout out real quick to the pirate chat, which is the Destiny Two chat now. All my yeah, homies, ev- everyone that. in the Destiny, Destiny 2, Two chat, all my homies in the Destiny Two chat, I love y'all. Anyway, um, yeah, and also uh, we give a shout out, but let's give Spire Fan another shout out. Because, I mean, this guy just flies the flag for Metroid Prime Hunters yes. to a fault, almost. So. <laughs> this, guy, this guy is knocking on a, on the Nintendo building in Kyoto's door every day, uh, fighting that good fight to get Hunters 2 made. And, you know, we, we appreciate that, Spire. He wants a Weevil spinoff game. And, I want uh, it, too. I'm with Spire. I want, I want, I want it fan. for him. Big fan. Right, I'm a big fan Do we have anything else that we want to say about Hunters before we move on? I think, I think I'm good. I always say is that I love it a lot, and I do hope that we see the characters from Hunters back again in the future, other than Silex, right? Of course, right? Um, okay, well, let's move on to um, to the last multiplayer Metroid Prime game. Uh, I'm going to be honest, you guys, I have huh. not really dipped my toes into Metroid Prime Federation Force multiplayer, mostly because. I've dipped my toes into the main game, and I had no desire to play online. I would. I think that that could be a fun activity, maybe, that uh, the three of us can do sometime if we're live streaming or something. But I, I, I'm not really well-seasoned in this multiplayer. Uh, you know, Dak and I covered Metro Prime Federation Force extensively. I think that was our 15th episode, and at the time, it was our most highly downloaded episode. And we, we kind of went over... You know, a lot of the failings and the control scheme really? and, and everything like that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> wow. I could, I could be wrong. We I've need, wrong we need to do more guys, Federation so. Force content. That's what the people want. Yes. You know what? <laughs> we, we did, actually. We revisited Federation Force once or twice after. So shout out to shout out to us for doing that because nobody else likes Federation Force. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, Federation Force is what it is. I think that 
what we said about the multiplayer of Metroid Prime 2 Echoes could essentially be said about the entire game of Metroid Prime Federation Force. It was just kind of vanilla. It was... It, it felt tacked on. Um, it, it just felt like a kind of an everyday generic first-person shooter for the 3DS that felt like it had Metroid tacked onto it. it, it there wasn't a whole lot of Metroid stuff in there for the, for the exception of that one level with the Metroid eggs. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to really speak too ill about Metroid Prime Federation Force. Uh, truth, I really don't have much to say, so I'll turn it over to you guys and we can kind of discuss anything that we might have to say about that. Yeah. Well, if you won't speak ill of it, uh, then I will. Uh, Federation Force is a bad game. A lot of people try to defend it because they say, oh, well, people were just mad that they didn't get the Metroid game they wanted. No, it's a terrible game, even if it was not under the Metroid umbrella. Um, it's slow, it's clunky. Um, the enemy, the enemies are absolutely tanks, and so you're pretty, and it's not balanced for solo play, so you pretty much have to play co-op unless, unless you want every, um, enemy you fight against to be a bullet sponge. Um, the multiplayer, um, the blast ball thing, it's boring. We talked about this on the music episode, most of the music is forgettable in that game. Um, and the final boss is offensively bad, even worse than the entirety of other M's no, worst moments. No, it is The not. final battle oh is god-awful. God no, the no, final I, battle I is god-awful. But, but here's the well, thing, hold on, hold but on, I don't blame... Other M was offensive. Okay. I don't blame. I don't blame the next final level. Final boss of Metroid Prime Federation Force, I think, is the worst final boss in the series. If you consider Fantoon to be the final boss of Other M, I think without a doubt. That that's, that's not a that's, crazy. That, that's, that is a remarkably hot of a take. I wouldn't. I wouldn't die on that hill either. But that would be fine. But to say that the last boss is worse than anything in Other M, you are. Crying. I I Dude. despise that final boss with a passion. It's. I won't get into it. Anyways. Point is, I don't blame Next Level for it. For it, they're a fan. They're a phenomenal studio. Luigi's Mansion Three was my game of the year in 2019. That is a game you absolutely need to play if you haven't. By the way, and it's always on sale too, which is weird for a Nintendo game. But yeah, and Federation Force has awesome multiplayer. By the way, it does. I I haven't played the multiplayer in that game. Luigi, it's really fun. It, it, like it, both modes are really fun. You you kind of do some like clean up and see how many ghosts you can suck in, or like you have the Luigi versus Gooigi. It's just like. It's 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 fun. Yeah, I played. Just, it makes you wonder how this game Federation Force went so wrong. Yeah, I play. I actually played the game in co-op, but I meant like the mini game stuff. I haven't really, or the scare scraper. I haven't touched that, but but yeah, co-op is like super fun for sure. Yeah, I you know at the end of the day, I'm not gonna sit here and defend Federation Force too hard. And personally, I don't really care about Blast Ball. Uh, just go play Rocket League. But with this game, I don't think fundamentally it's a bad idea. I think the idea of having a squad as Marines go and deal with missions that Samus isn't around to do or whatever is a cool idea fundamentally. And like being able to upgrade your guy and like have different, you know, uh, perks and abilities and, and buff and your, your character in different ways and kind of like an RPG way. Um, I, I like that. I think that's a cool idea. I just agree that it was very clunky and slow and on the 3DS and it didn't really make for a very fun experience. But fundamentally, I don't think it's a bad idea. And I, I do think it could work in another Metro game. Unfortunately, Federation Force kind of, you know, it didn't do very well in terms of execution. And it again kind of came out at a time where Metroid wasn't exactly, um, you know, it didn't need spinoffs like that. But 
I don't think it's a conceptually a bad idea, and I wouldn't even be against seeing it in as a co-op feature for a future Metroid Prime game. Just as its own game, it needed more polish, it needed more like punch and oomph to it, it needed to feel more satisfactory, it was way too slow, it didn't really feel like you were going on an epic adventure, the bosses were bad, and... Um, yeah, they did kind of get bullet spongy. As someone who doesn't even mind bullet sponge enemies a lot of the time, um, if they're designed well, they, these weren't very designed that well. They're very one note and there wasn't a lot of strategy in terms of like avoiding enemies. Like if the bullet sponge boss is like at least making you move and making you think and change weapons, that's one thing. But if you're just kind of standing there and just dumping damage in, that's another. So I, I, yeah. I do think fundamentally there are some cool ideas there. Um, it just Federation Force didn't execute, uh, and it was, I do think, a, a game that likely would have done better if it was just on console. So, that, I kind of take it for what it is. It's an unfortunate game, but conceptually, I don't think it was off the mark. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like, I've always wanted to see, like, a co-op Galactic Federation game, so, like, I'm right with you there. It's just the game itself, I just, I don't think is good. I also think, like... I, I think that we all agree that, like, the concept is, is strong. Like, Dak has pitched games before where you play as Marines and like, sounds awesome. Like they sound like games you want to play, but uh, the execution here is just what was lacking. And like, I I know it's an easy target, but man, like the, the chibi art style. Oh, well that's another thing too. Completely tone deaf. Yeah. Like that's the big thing is the whole presentation of the game is a real huge turnoff. And I'm, Personally, I think it would have been really cool. I saw this on the show before where you kind of do a, 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 a game that is, based on the uh, the Marines from Echoes, right? And it's kind of more survival horror, you know, based. And this game, they're very clearly trying to add to the story a little more. It takes place after corruption. It's a little more, it's it's not like dark, really. And you're exploring, you know, you're going around to all these different places and doing missions. I'm not against that either. But yeah, you can't have the chibi art style. It just looks bad. <laughs> and it didn't really, like, have the feel of, like, playing a fun, like, co-op you know marine shooter kind of game it kind of felt like a cheap childish knockoff which is maybe not entirely true for what it is but because of how it was presented it it certainly came off that way so i kind of wish presentation wise it had a better go it felt like a subpar three dollar title that you'd find on the eShop. if i'm being brutally honest (laughs) that's like that's like federation force in a nutshell for me but i i've said everything i need burying metroid prime federation (laughs) force burying it six feet deep i'm sorry next level games i love you and i think that that is actually one of the most surprising things about metro prime federation force like you brought up like next level games has made some good stuff like really good stuff and uh i don't know it just it's it's weird how how much they missed the mark on this one but um yeah i mean I guess uh, I guess before we completely move away from what we want to see uh, or from multiplayer that's taken place and go on to what we want to see in the future, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention uh, Metroid Prime from Nintendo Land or not Metroid Prime oh. rather, but um, <laughs> Metroid Blast. Metroid, Metroid Blast, but without the ball. From Nintendo Land, which is which is pretty fun. I'm gonna admit I haven't played it in a hot minute. Um, I haven't played it since I bought my Wii U that came packaged with Nintendo Land, but I remember having a pretty good time in here. You get to go around in the ship and like there's, there's some cool stuff. Like you kind of, I, I feel like it would be unfair to me to, to complain about the chibi art style in Federation Force and not say that like it's it's maybe a little bit hokey that you're playing as as the Mies, but also I don't really think it is because it's a presentation of the game. Uh, I think it lends itself a lot more to like it's it's obviously. It's obviously like uh, a spin-off and uh, not part of the Metroid canon, so I think that this is like a, a fun little a fun little game. 
Yeah, I I really like a Metroid Blast quite a bit. Like, obviously, it's you know a part of a larger compilation, so you know it's you know it's not really a full game in and of itself. But you know, for what it is as a part of that Nintendo compilation, yeah. I think they got a really solid idea there. And I love like the the gunship mechanics too, because you have like the Wii the Wii and Nunchuck, which controls you if you're playing on foot, but then you can also control the ship as well if you're on the gamepad. And uh, combining those two aspects together, you know, it creates this really fun asynchronous co-op multiplayer experience. And that's and that's kind of what Nintendo Land um, excels in is asynchronous multiplayer. And I would definitely, uh, without spoiling too much, one of my uh, ideas I have down here might uh, reference Metroid Blast uh, in some of its mechanics. So I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I've ever played this game, and I thought it was funny. I y'all like or at least you doom think that Federation Force is like a, a WiiWare kind of game, like a three dollar game. <laughs> and then you praise this game, which is literally a three dollar WiiWare game, like essentially. I don't it's on the Wii U though, which is a fifty dollar game the, the actually. second worst collection of Nintendo first party Bro, titles on I, console. I, Not the worst though. I don't think I have ever had any interest in playing this game and I still don't have any interest as far as I'm concerned. It's not a Metroid experience. So that's all I really have to say about it. I would consider Federation Force more of a Metroid game than this. All right. So guys, we've we've discussed four Metroid titles. We discussed Metroid Blast, but let's just leave that one out. We've discussed four Metroid titles, and of those titles, one game has had tacked on lifeless multiplayer. The second game had a multiplayer, but that was severely limited. You could only access the bonus stage if you were playing instead of every stage, which would have made more sense. The third game was held back by the hardware and had awkward controls with the stylus. And the fourth game was, as Doom would call it, a Kmart uh, piece of shovelware. So, from my vantage point here, guys, that's one way to we're not exactly crazy. hitting home runs when it comes to multiplayer. That in is... Metroid. So, that's why I've never really been, like, a big, strong proponent of, like, yeah, let's keep doing this. Because I feel like we've tried it, we've tried it again, we've tried it again, and we've tried it again. And every time, the result has been less than perfect. So, I want you guys to pitch me some ideas. That is so biased, man. You can't really think I'm, that I'm, stuff, I'm man. I'm saying You can't saying really think. Facts. It's not the facts. First of all, it's not the I facts. Want let's you go, to pitch let's go, me let's go from the beginning. As to why we should see multiplayer come back. Let's go what from the it beginning. Could be, and what we should look forward to with it. That, I want you I want to hear your guys' ideas. This, Get me excited for multiplayer in Metroid. Bro, first of all, let's go back to what you just did here, okay? Does he even say that Metroid Prime Pinball was severely limited because you can only play on one map? Like, come on, bro. Like, at the end of the day, it was an added bonus to really show off, like, the download play. And it worked really well. It allowed you to play eight players at once in a cool Metroid experience. Metroid Prime Hunter sold over a million copies on the DS in 2006 and is one of the more well-known Metroid games. So certainly didn't fail there, even if it was... A held back by its hardware. It's one of the better selling games on the DS and certainly one of the more memorable ones. Uh, Federation Force, I won't defend that. And, and you know, otherwise, uh, Echoes was, I'm sure, tacked on, but it was never meant to be more than anything else. So this is now the opportunity. So what, what, let me, let what me finish. What I just said let me was finish. incorrect there. Let me finish. I think nothing was incorrect. I, I just told you what was incorrect. You were wrong on Pinball and Hunters. What I'm saying is, no, I wasn't. Yes, I yes, wasn't you wrong were. On yes, you were. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Let me continue. So now we have a real opportunity to have a real multiplayer experience that isn't held back by hardware, that isn't limited in any kind of way. 
So obviously, this is the perfect time to start putting on some Metroid multiplayer. The t seven of the top ten best-selling Switch games are multiplayer games. Me Retro Studios is hiring people for multiplayer uh, specifically. You can build on all of what you know from Hunters, what worked there, what didn't work there, what worked in Echoes, what didn't work in Echoes, what worked and didn't work in all the games that have come out in the past decade in the FPS genre. You have an opportunity to bring in all these new people who might not be interested in Metroid, but certainly interested in a cool sci-fi FPS multiplayer experience. You have cool characters you can bring in. It elevates the Metroid Prime 4 experience by having more replayability in the form of multiplayer. And Hunters would be really fun in an actual console experience you could actually control with, you know, not the DS. And that's what you would essentially probably get in Metroid Prime 4. So if you're talking about, well, Metroid, you know, multiplayer hasn't knocked a home run so far, but then you list off all the limitations. Now we don't have any limitations. Nintendo has all the money in the world. The Switch has, you know, better online than the DS did. Online compared to Echoes, which didn't. Better hardware than the DS did and way more options in terms of resources online and all of that to actually make a good Metroid experience, a good Metroid multiplayer experience. So why wouldn't you take that opportunity instead of saying... Okay, so tell me what tell me what your good Metroid multiplayer experience is. Let's hear it. Okay, well, first of all... Um, Let's go. All right, I'm, well, I'm just trying... Hey, relax. I'm, trying, I'm getting there. I'm putting you on the spot, man. I'm, hey, dude, I'm, I'm giving you the reasons. At the end of the day, first of all, Hunters, the, that style of gameplay is absolutely what you want for Metroid Prime 4. You literally just do that again. You take a big roster of characters, bigger than what Hunters had. Hunters had six characters. Give us a roster of at least a dozen, if not more, of all these different characters, a bunch of different abilities, possibly representing games either in Metroid Prime 4 or representing games in other parts of the series. You can really expand on all the different maps, bring in locations from all the different Metroid Prime series, have all these different characters, have it in HD, online. It'd be It'd be freaking sick, bro. And then you could also have maybe some co-op. Uh, you have, you know, could bring in that aspect and maybe do a potential co-op campaign or a special side mode that isn't the campaign but still able to do the co-op. But then this is where you bring in all these people, all these different characters, all these different maps on Prime 4 and HD, 60 FPS online. Like, I don't... What more can you really want there? You'd have all the different game modes you'd want to play. You'd have the true arena character FPS experience. It'd be sick. So, okay. so Dude, I am, yeah, so Dak, I am going to let you talk about your concepts for Metroid Prime 4 and Metroid Prime Hunters 2, because I, I have some notes on there, but personally, I think my more interesting notes are on three unique multiplayer scenarios that I came up with separate from like the whole Metroid Prime 4 conversation. Yeah. And so, I, oh yeah, yeah, go I, on. No, I was just going to say like, at the end of the day, I want to talk more about other stuff because... I think we all agree that, or at least should agree, any reasonable person should agree that having some kind of like FPS thing like Hunters in terms of multiplayer is is would be great for Metroid Prime 4. Even if you're not going to play it, it would bring in a lot of people. That said, if you don't think that's going to happen or some multiplayer is not going to happen on Prime 4, I, I have a bridge I, I'd love to sell you because it's very obviously going to happen. Uh, that said, I have some other ideas outside of the expected uh, Prime 4 multiplayer I'd like to discuss as well, but I would like to hear what you have too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me, or, let me sorry, jump in there. One quick thing. Uh, yes, I do think that Metro Prime 4 will and, and probably should have multiplayer. I, I do think that there's no downside to that, so uh, I, I will, I'm going to give Dak that, yes. Boom. W. I, that was never, that was w. never a I just, uh, w. I want you to sell me on like, Dub. why, like, what makes it uh, enticing, I guess, to a dude like me? 
Well, look, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I don't know what, I don't know how I can convince you to play multiplayer of all people because you you decided to play Mario Picross or something to <laughs> to get back into gaming a day or so ago. I would, dude. That's a beloved game, <laughs> bro. I literally that don't, would that don't that sli- thought would you're never come about across Nintendo my dogs, life. Nintendo Dogs, you're giving me grief for playing. Dude, Mario Nintendo Dogs is way better me? than Mario Picross. Are you kidding me? Oh Nintendo my God. Dogs is a cultural icon, and literally nobody <laughs> plays Picross. Okay. All right, enlightened centrist. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this up. I'm gonna break this up. Nintendo. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're getting we're getting we're getting back to metroid i'm we're, we're getting this topic back on track all right dogs podcast when do we start so all right so i got three unique multiplayer scenarios right here the first one i have is called feds versus pirates as you can imagine it's the galactic federation versus space pirates uh, i use the word asynchronous especially when we're talking about metroid blast and this is Another one of those uh, type of games. It's going to be asynchronous where the Federation and the Pirates uh, have very different abilities. They control very differently. The Federation focuses more on heavier firepower while Space Pirates focus focus on uh, greater speed, maneuverability, agility, and laying traps and stuff like that. Um, it's the What I was thinking for this is kind of like somewhat of a Battlefront-like XP system, like more in line with the classic games where the better you do, the more points you'll earn up and you can start buying more powerful units for battle and stuff like that. So like if you're playing as the Galactic Federation and you're on a large uh, open open map, you can uh, purchase a Soleto class fighter or something like that to uh, take it to the air. Or maybe if you're on the Space Pirate side, you could uh, even buy Ridley or something like that for that aerial unit. And then the most powerful units on each side, obviously, if you get enough points, you can bring Samus into the battle on the Galactic Federation or maybe Weevil on the Space Pirate side. And it's kind of a, and it's, um, there's a big focus on pushing objectives with uh, one of the sides playing either offense or defense. So you have one side defending an objective, depending on the map, and the other side attacking. And it's primarily original scenarios. However, there's also a few that are inspired by canon battles. For example, the pirate homeworld invasion at the end of Prime 3, where you would have the Galactic Federation attacking the door blocking the Leviathan Seed, and you have the Space Pirates playing the role of defense trying to fend off the Federation. And that's kind of my whole idea for that, and I was wondering what your guys' thoughts on that is. It sounds like what maybe Metroid Prime Federation Force should have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with, like, kind of the... like a, it. Let's just pretend that Metroid Prime Federation Force had this concept where, like, Maybe you could do the missions with the with the um, Galactic Marines, and then maybe you could do the missions with the the pirates instead. Like I, I think that that could be uh, definitely interesting. I, I like the idea of maybe unlocking some some familiar faces like like Weevil or I don't know if I'd want to see Samus in a game like that, but like like Admiral Dane or someone cool like that could show up and start kicking butt. Um, yeah, I, I think that that could be kind of neat. Dane would be the multiplayer announcer for sure. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I mean, it, it obviously f- just kind of feels like Battlefront, but with Metroid characters, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Um, I feel like if I were, if they were to, to do that, I think it would. I'd be more interested if it had more of a Metroid twist to it. Like maybe if you're playing as the pirates, you're trying to secure Metroids or something, and like maybe Metroids can kind of get loose on the battlefield. You kind of have to deal with them and stuff like that. Um, otherwise, it kind of just feels like you know. Battlefront, but with Metroid. I, I would definitely like yeah. some more specific uh, yeah, I stuff. Agree. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, the idea about the pirate homeworld, I think, is exciting. But, I like, that's the, the problem that Federation Force had. And I I think if you were to ask maybe some non-diehards that even Metroid Prime Hunters had, is, like, 
it it was a solid game in some regards, but it it felt like the Metroid part was tacked on after that. See that I don't agree with because with well for Federation Force I do agree hundred percent. Hunters I don't agree with that because every hunter had an alt form, and having that kind of alt form made it feel very Metroid specific to me because you had like the Samus Morph Ball and then every character kind of had that and most. I would say FPS games, especially around that time, didn't have that kind of mechanic where you all of a sudden have like an alternate mode that completely acts different and, and changes your mobility and all that outside of like vehicles. So that component, I think, is very now Metroid specific to me. And so that part never felt like, oh, this is just a, an FPS with Metroid stuff. It does feel like a Metroid FPS because of all the different abilities and weapons you have, but also those alt forms and the affinity mechanic and whatnot made it feel like it wasn't just an FPS with Metroid stuff. It felt like a Metroid FPS. Just my opinion. The one, fair. I, th- yeah, I think that, the one difference... I'm just saying that you need Metroid stuff. Agreed. I, yeah. yes. I think we all yes. can agree with that. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Battlefront was definitely the inspiration for this because, I mean, the, the whole concept just was like, what if, yeah, yeah, what if you had like a bunch of Metroid action figures and you just smushed them together? And that's basically what the multiplayer mode is. The one, the one big area of difference where I do think this shines though is that when I envision the map scale, it's a lot, there's a lot more verticality involved where stuff like Battlefront or even the Battlefield series, you know, it's very flatlands, maybe a second story or a third story in a rare case, but it's most it's mostly you're on one level whereas Metroid the thing that I think makes it so unique is the movement and stuff like that and being able to take advantage of uh, verticality and stuff like that with like grappling hooks um, uh, gravity um, you know space jumps and stuff like that and or even cool. brand new yeah you're even brand new abil- abilities with each of the sides and being able to take advantage of that moving around those maps I think you know you know I think another uh, maybe another good example not using the exact same powerups, but you know, uh, Titanfall, for example. You know, that's yeah. another. Uh, I wouldn't. Great I wouldn't game. do the. Ex- yeah, I wouldn't do the exact same movement system. But that's a game where, like, the whole point is like how fun it is to move around the map. Mm-hmm. At least when you're in the pilot form. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Titanfall would not be a bad game to copy. All right, let's hear. Let's hear yeah, what uh, else pitch number two here, bro. Oh, we're going back to. I thought. Um, I thought you had uh, some additional pitches as well, but I, 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 I want to hear. I want to hear all of yours. I have. I mean, I have one. One other pitch I did want to discuss because mostly I really wanted to talk about you know that pitch plus the uh, kind of forcing Andy to accept Metroid Prime Four <laughs> multiplayer or something, and I kind of did that. So the only other thing I did want to talk about. Um, I don't know if any of you guys played uh, Smash Run on the on Smash Three DS, and that was yeah, yeah, really fun. Yeah, Smash Run was really cool. I wish they would bring that back. One thing I really liked about that was, again, having, you know, four players kind of doing their thing on, like, a big map on, on like, a screen like that. I think Metroid Dread having a similar mode or 2D Metroid having a similar mode like that would be really cool. And in Dread specifically, what I thought would be cool is maybe you had, like, four – like, you have four – everyone's playing as a Samus, right? Like, maybe a different colored Samus, whatever. And you have a big, like – a bigger Emmy zone or a bigger Emmy room and everyone's trying to like survive the one Emmy that's chasing everybody and like whoever's the last Samus survives or you know the last Samus to survive like wins and maybe gets like a boss fight at the end and whatnot I think that'd be a really cool game to kind of increase the replayability of Metroid Dread and just 2D Metroids in general whether it had you know also like kind of like a speed run or boss rush or like leaderboard mode where you can kind of compare scores and and times to other people kind of like we were talking about earlier that'd be really cool but I'd love a mode where you have like everyone kind of competing at once maybe even on the same map Um, I think that'd be sick like if everyone's on the same Emmy zone map 
and you're all competing together to avoid the one Emmy. And maybe like you can pick up upgrades to, you know, make yourself stronger to avoid the Emmy a little bit, or maybe send the Emmy against someone else and try to get them out. Yes. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff I think would be really cool. It wouldn't be like a huge mode, like nothing really like large scale. It would be like a fun thing to jump into and, and, and play a couple games here and there and kind of change things up rather than just only playing the single player campaign over and over again, which is not a bad thing, but you know, I always think of smash run and this would be kind of maybe be a little similar and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's great. The, uh, the part, I, I think that really works if you're all playing on the same map yes. and you can kind of do things to, um, like make the other players more vulnerable to the Emmy yep. or something like that. Like I, I'm thinking back in like, I'm going to age myself here. Diddy Kong racing. I remember playing that as a kid and you could get the green balloons and it would like put oil on the map and like if someone else could hit it or something. Yeah. And like if you could put like some kind of soundtrack or something on another player that like stays on them, kind of like the bomb in smash bros or something. And that like, that attracts the Emmy to them. I think that that'd be cool. Mm, I love yeah, that. I, I like that. Idea. Yeah. That's like, good. yeah. Stuff like that. You can make like paint them with the target to make them chase or, like an ice trap to freeze them in place while they're getting chased by the Emmy or something like that kind of yeah, I like gameplay that. where you can screw with other players and also survive on your own on your own would make for a lot of funny moments, a lot of cool stuff. I would, I think that'd be a nice addition specifically to the 2d Metroids and that kind of like 2d adventure style gameplay. Dak, am yeah, I, I like that. Dak, am I screen sharing my notes to you? Because that is super close to my next suggestion, actually. I, was, that I, is, I feel like I've yeah. said it before, maybe, but this is something that I feel like would, would a lot of people, a lot of Metroid fans would vibe with, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not exactly the same. Mine's a little bit different, but that's that whole concept of like, kind of like, you know, you're taking areas from the single player, but putting a multiplayer spin on it and getting more people involved, It's it's relatively similar, and so... But yeah, it's I, I love the idea, especially especially the uh, the Emmy the Emmy fight idea and how you can screw each other over. That just sounds like that sounds like a very Nintendo thing to do in a multiplayer game, which I which I love. So yeah. If but any, anyways, any, sorry if any of my Destiny fans out there played Gambit, it's also kind of inspired from that. I'm a big Gambit fan. It's kind of that mix of PVE and PvP that I like. Pirate chat lighting up right now. Yes, let's go. Um, uh, so. Gentlemen, we are all fans of AM2R, I'm assuming. Um, and the thing about AM2R is it actually has a really dedicated mod community. And one of these mods uh, that I played recently and absolutely fell in love with is Multitroid. What is Multitroid, you ask? Well, it's it's literally the the AM2R game, but you can bring in up to four other, other people. You can start at any, any point, whether it's the start of the game or at a save point, and just go down and work your way there. And I was playing through that, and I was like, man, imagine this in an official Metroid game and expanded with, like, so many more options. So imagine you bring in, uh, you know, your four Samuses, and you have stuff like difficulty settings, time attack, score attack, new game plus, randomizer mode, uh, uh, Halo, Halo-style skulls with modifiers, friendly fire on or off. Dude, imagine four Samuses with the screw attack, like, all with all trying to mess with each other with friendly fire on. Just insane stuff like that. Now, obviously, not realistic. I don't think Nintendo's online service would be able to handle even a fraction of that. Yeah. Uh, local, local, maybe. I think I think local might be able to pull it off, but certainly not with a Nintendo's current online infrastructure. And then also going back to what you were saying, Dak, on kind of the separate experience. That was all. That was also another option. Um, you could have it optional so that you have all the players together on screen messing with each other on the same map, or 
you could do another option where it's just one player on each map, so that way you could do uh, kind of like SGDQ style, like a speedrun races and stuff yeah. like that. And so having that, and so basically having those tools just right there in an official game, um, you know, without the need to like mod and hack into the code and stuff like that, I think that would be a really cool experience. Yes, yeah. uh, Metroid custom games. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. I, it's just like, man, like we kind of talked about it earlier, but like. Like everybody speedruns Metroid, that 2D Metroid specifically, but mm-hmm. not even like Metroid Prime as well. Like so many people speedrun those games; they're frequently the most popular, like genre or, or just game series in general in the speedrunning community. Like, put in the option to like have a speedrunner mode, like, and just say like these are the best times in the world. See if you can beat them. Um, I, I think that like put in the randomizer option, like that's. I know that Nintendo knows what these things are. I know that they know that people play Super Metroid, uh, Link to the Past, etc. Randomizer, and, and like they have to know how popular they are. I feel like it just wouldn't be that hard to implement that officially into the game, so that you don't have to go and and download these these different modded versions of it. That 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 would basically be my multiplayer pitch for what I want to see. Like, um, would I do I want to see? Um, what Dak is pitching, Metro Prime 4, uh, yeah, I, I think so for the good of the game, uh, but per- me personally, the thing I want to see multiplayer in Metroid is just simple as that. Add in speedrun categories, add in randomizer categories, and make it so that there are leaderboards. It's so easy, so simple, but I think it would be very effective. So, yeah, that's that, that would be... I, I love that idea. Like, the more that you can mess around with the game... I think the better. Yeah, and it'd be so easy just to like have like you can have Samus go into her ship. She pulls up a screen and like in her insider ship, and oh look, there's a screen of the leaderboards. <laughs> you could look. You could, oh, that's you a fantastic <laughs> idea. I love it. <laughs> integrate it right into the game, kind of like how in Prime Three, like the tokens and whatnot were like technically kind of in the game. Really, like you could buy bobbleheads for your ship and whatnot, like and like your me bobbleheads, like tech, like that. I'm kind of thinking the same thing where it kind of like breaks like the the game itself whereas it's kind of, it's in the universe it's also a gamey aspect i think that'd be kind of funny yeah i think that would be um all right do we have any more pitches left here for for metroid multiplayer Dude, i have, have a more? yeah i have a one final pitch uh it's right, definitely on us yeah and it's it's definitely my uh my most uh packed one not not too much longer than multitroid though uh, we were talking about federation force earlier and how despite my feelings on that game i have always wanted to see um, you know, a Galactic Federation-inspired co-op game. And so this is my pitch for a Federation Force reboot. Uh, my first bullet point on here is, in caps lock, good art direction. I feel like we can all agree on that. Um, <laughs> no, I want uh, other... the chibi Metroid games. All right, all right. Bobblehead characters <laughs> Bobblehead only. Bobblehead Metroid. Fox only Final Destination. Uh, four players max can also be played solo with AI teammates, but the game is actually balanced to accommodate both. Um, movement speed greatly increased with um, a some somewhat of a dodgy mechanic similar to Metroid Blast. Oh, there it is again, popping up, rearing its head. Uh, it's primarily on foot, though mechs do return in specific vehicle seg- uh, segments, and enemies are correctly scaled um, for each. Because because that was an I feel like that's one of the big things why Federation Force felt so slow is because you're technically in these giant mechs. But the game never feels like you're playing in a mech. Everything mm-hmm. feels like you're still on, like, human level, even though you're, like, three, four, five stories taller than that. And that never really sat right with me, so I just feel like it's much easier just 
increase the speed a little bit, put yourself on um, on the ground. And then when you do get into those mechs, it feels even more special. It's like, oh yeah, now it's time for the kaiju destruction portion of the game. Like, yeah. New combat... So you're, you're basically like pitching Federation Force, but just done right. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. New combat scenarios not found in traditional Metroid games. Um, urban and city combat, I think, is something that you could totally do. That's not really something that you could do in a Metroid game, because it's all about the isolation and um and abandoned discover yeah exactly exactly densely populated areas stuff like that you could totally do in like a a federation type of game and i would love to see that new enemy factions introduced beyond just you know space pirates and hostile wildlife and stuff like that because i feel because the big thing that i want to do with this is i want i want this game to be like the ultimate world building material you know, for Met, for the Metroid universe. It's stuff that you can't really... Stuff that you can't do in a typical Metroid game that still feels like Metroid. And so and so, I really want to explore, like, you know, other facts. Because I'm sure there's there has to be, like, other, you know, other crime syndicates, other bad stuff going on in the galaxy than just the space pirates or whatever lies beyond, like, um, Galactic Federation-controlled space. There has to be, like, constant uprisings and stuff like, stuff like that happening within the populations. And, um... Yeah, the story itself, and this is the per- the part that really intrigues me, the story involves a squad of dedicated Federation Marines who, through a series of events, stumble upon a conspiracy within their platoon. Their loyalties and bonds oh are tested God. as they seek to find out the truth and how far up the chain of command the plot goes. And the thing is, we obviously know that the Federation is shady by the end of uh, Fusion, but obviously we can't really explore that in the Prime games because Samus is there, and Samus can't know about any of that yet. And... Samus is not in this game at all, maybe referenced. She's not in this game one bit. This is just focused on our Federation Marines. And so everything that they find out, it's only that stuff that they find out and the audience find, finds out. And because Samus is completely separate of it, we can finally explore those aspects of the Federation in the Prime Universe. And that is the part that really intrigues me. And you can do it in co-op too. You definitely had me until okay. you had me, until you said the someone in the team is sus because not uh, no so not in, not in the team itself not in the team itself all all your squad mates are are, are innocent but within no. so they're so they're a small squad but obviously they're a part of a larger platoon and part of the galactic federation of the whole and they stumble on a conspiracy and then that and they and they just kind of get caught up in it and they kind of bicker and squabble about how they're going to proceed and how they're going to deal with it and that's kind of it's basically a character drama that i'm conceiving basically but ultimately, like none of them are the actual perpetrators. They're all innocent. It's pretty clear they're innocent up front. There's not like any like amogus like memes or anything like that. <laughs> gotcha. I'm gonna guess that Dak doesn't like this. No, I, no, <laughs> I, I sounds similar to uh, the game that shall not be named. I, I mean, look, I am not against exploring that kind of stuff of the Federation force or like of the, sorry of the Galactic Federation, but it does feel like I've heard these plot beats before. Um, and I'm not against like everything else. Though. I think everything else is totally fine. I like, you know, it's exploring more of the world, like having a more character centric, um, you know, kind of squad based game kind of reminds me of like ODST in a way. Uh, that said, I, I kind of would like it to focus just more on like them going to different places. I'm not like, not everything has to be a conspiracy. I think that plot beat is kind of already being, you know, 
I don't know, either run its course or it's being explored elsewhere, but I'm not going to like focus that on that entirely. I think the, the concept of the game itself is cool. I'm about that. And I like having something that would explore like this team being part of a larger group and like what's going on or, you know, outside of what Samus is doing. I'm definitely not against that. I think that all sounds cool. So I have a, I have a few thoughts. Um, so first and foremost, my takeaway from this, as we said, this sounds like Federation Force, but like good. Yeah. And, and I think that we all want that. I think that we all wanted Federation Force to be this really cool game with like cool art design. Dak and I did an episode pitching how we would make our own Federation Force Mm -hmm. game. And uh, so I won't retread a lot of that here. But I think that two takeaways for me are to kind of go against. I'm going to kind of agree with Dak and kind of disagree with Dak. Where like I do feel like the conspiracy thing is something that is is kind of played out. But it, it was played out in a bad way in other M. So... While I would want to maybe tread some new ground, I think that it's important that the events of this game, even though it's a side game, do have some implications on the larger Metroid universe as a whole. Because like, I, I think if you're doing a game and there's no point to it, and that it, it just feels it just feels like it doesn't really matter. And and I do think that it would be nice to have a game where a you can build up the 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 Federation troopers. Because if they're awesome, that makes Samus seem really awesome. Mm-hmm. But B, to make the events of this game actually seem important to the events of, you know, the the surrounding universe as well. People use the Rogue One analogy all the time. I was trying to think of something better, but I, I feel like most people will know this analogy. So, like, that's a standalone story, but it has impact on the, on the larger Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So I would want a game like this to, to do the same thing. The second thing, just to go back to the conspiracy bit here... Um, I just like, for me, like it's, uh, it's got a little bit of the stink of, of other M on it, uh, which I, I know that we kind of all feel that. And I think that I would like to maybe have a chance to redo that and tell that story properly. But I, I feel like Metro Dread is maybe going to be doing that for us or like, um, I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I think that the story idea is cool, but it, it's kind of one of those ones where it's like they had an opportunity to really tell like a good conspiracy story mystery in the premise of other M, which I will maintain is actually not a bad premise to tell the story of like this hidden lab with the traitor amongst your ranks. It's just that they kind of bungled that opportunity. So I don't know that I really want to go back and try and yeah. fix it. Mm-hmm. again. I, you know what I mean? I think the thing too, for me is, I mean, back when I was a kid and, you know, playing fusion, like, Oh, the galactic federation are also the bad guys. That kind of had some novelty. Now I'm like a jaded adult. And, like, a plot point is, like, oh, the Galactic Federation is sus. And, like, oh, <laughs> really? No, obviously. Like, every large government is, you know? Like, so I'm kind of, <laughs> like, that part, plot point, I'm like, eh. It doesn't really interest me as much. But I, I like exploring that kind of aspect. And I do think that having more opportunities to explore those aspects of the story would be good. If anything, I think it would be a good, like, kind of subplot. I think there was a larger ma- major plot that wasn't conspiracy-focused, but then you had that on the background that you could explore, and maybe it became a bigger plot point later. That would be cool. Um, but I would like maybe okay. a, a larger major point for them to be focused on at first rather than it just kind of mostly being focused on the conspiracy stuff. Because I agree with Annie. It does very, feel very reminiscent of the game that should not be named, even if it's not identical. I, I, I think I think I can agree with that. that listening, you know, listening to these constructive criticisms, like now that you're bringing this to light, I, I think I can agree with all of that. Like maybe like maybe if that was like an element like in the background that's not explicit, but whereas the um, a separate story is kind of the as kind of in the in the foreground, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that would work better. I don't know. 
I, I have a theory, Doom. I think that what you're actually pitching, and maybe you don't even know that you're pitching this, but it's the same thought that I had while listening to you say it. I think that you're retroactively rewriting Other M. Like, you're, you're script doctoring Other M, and, like, Maybe your version doesn't include Samus, but it could in a little bit. But you're you're building up the conspiracy and the myth. Like, you're kind of... I, I think that you're kind of rewriting, in a large part, Other M to something better. Which I I do that all the time. I was driving home from work the other day, and I was like, man, how would I keep the general premise of Other M, but, like, make it a good story? And I legitimately spent half an hour in traffic, like, thinking, like, oh, yeah, we could do this, we could do that, we could do that. And your pitch kind of reminds me of me sitting in my car doing that. I, I don't think so. Like, I can definitely see similarities now. Maybe, may, I don't know, maybe it was a part of my subconscious. Because I've definitely, like, in my mind, thought of ways to, like, rewrite Other M before. But when I was writing kind of the pitch for this game, Other M never once crossed my mind, weirdly okay. enough. Despite despite the similarities that I'm now seeing, like, you know, as we're, like, discussing this out loud. I, I was legit sitting in my car on Friday. I was like, all right, how would I rewrite Other M so that Dak wouldn't hate it? See, let's you, see, you sit in your car and think about Other M. See, that's just where you made the wrong decision. I don't think I've ever stopped in my day to think, hmm, how could I rewrite this bad game? No, I throw the bad game in the trash and I move on. I, I can't believe you sit in your car and think about that. I can say that Touch literally grass. all I've been thinking, all I've been thinking about is Metroid Dread. Every every that's night I go saying. back, every night I go to sleep, all I'm thinking about is, wow, Metroid Dread is a real game coming to the Nintendo. I, I don't know. I'm gonna have a lot of time, <laughs> or not a lot of time on my hands. So I'm gonna have Metroid Dread and Nick All Star Brawl dropping the same week. Sheesh, dude, man. Nick All Stars, let's don't, go. Don't forget that absolute classic Nintendo DS title, Nintendogs. You gotta attend to your to your dog every hey, day. Hey man, I played a lot of Nintendogs back in the day, so. You can hate on it all you want, but it was a it was a killer app, as the as the kids say. All right. Well, we have delivered a killer show. Uh, I think that we're all out of pitches. Is that right, fellas? I think so. I believe right. so. Before before we head out, though, uh, I do have an announcement to make. Unless you were going to say something else before the uh, before the outro. No, no, no. Go for it. So yeah, so uh, so Metroid Thirty Five contacted both uh, Dak and I. I want to say a month or two ago now, and. We're we're approaching we're approaching October eighth when Metroid uh, Dread comes out. But on October twelfth, a few days afterwards, uh, us Metroid thirty five, uh, as well as YouTubers uh, the Orpheon and Metroid Trainer, we're going to be doing a huge collab stream, and we're going to be giving away free copies of Metroid Dread to people that tune in and uh, pass our um, pass our sweepstakes. Um, now, if, of course, if you're a listener, you already got the game pre-ordered. You probably have four copies pre-ordered. Let's be real. This isn't about this isn't about y'all. If you want to watch us play, that's one thing. But for the people that are winning the games, this is about your friends. Because I know that you have one friend, at least one friend in your life, that saw that debut Metroid Dread trailer and thought, man, I really want to play this game, but $60? I don't know. This is for them. Tell them about this stream, get them watching, and just maybe they can win a free copy of Metroid Dread. That's going to be on October 12th. Uh, gonna be the whole day. It's gonna be going through our various channels, but yeah. There you go. October twelfth. Do it up. Tell your friends. Uh, all right. Well, we are going to get out of here. We're running a little bit long, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Let us know what you would do for uh, multiplayer Metroid games. Uh, check us out over on Discord, of course, and check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri three sixteen. Dak is at Dak City underscore and Doom. 
is at Doominal Cross. And of course, we want you to check us out wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Like and subscribe. We are the biggest weekly Metroid podcast in the world. So tell your friends all about us. We would really appreciate that. Until next week, everybody, take care.